0: Good evening and welcome from Haymarket Media and PR Week to the 2023 PR Week Awards.
1: The winners we honor tonight at the awards represent the best of all the elements of PR and the whole industry and much more.
0: Neon
2: and Buzz
3: Celebrity Cruises and Good Relations.
0: Hidden Valley Ranch and Crank Global. The work
4: that we do as public relations professionals spans virtually every industry, crosses every border, Affects real change, fosters real communications impact, and touches real people. Taking
2: home the big prize is Radio Flyer and Current Global, Genentech and Cineos Health Communications, Saint Jude Global and Finn Partners,
4: Weed Maps and Mike Worldwide.
2: And the winner is.
5: Hello and
1: welcome to the PR Week, PR Week's regular weekly roundup of everything that matters in the world of PR and communications. My name's Steve Barrett. I'm the editorial director of PR Week. going to guide you even more gently than usual through the podcast as we are speaking on the morning after the night of the PR Week Awards, the Oscars of PR, Cipriani Wall Street, fantastic evening, I've got the whole team with me, the whole PR Week editorial team to dig in to an incredible week. We rang the opening bell at the NASDAQ on Wednesday, celebrating our 25th anniversary and the, and the PR Week awards. Then we had the awards Thursday night. So welcome, Frank Washgirk. How you doing, Frank?
3: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Feeling okay this morning, sir? I feel great. I was at the gym early and oh. uh, started up a bit early and we're, we're off and running.
1: That is impressive. Not literally. <laughs> yeah, but, you that is impressive. Know. I was—I can guarantee—I was not in the gym this morning. Uh, Diana Bradley's here, associate news editor. How are you doing, Diana?
0: Hello. Thank you for guiding us even more gently than usual. That is much appreciated.
1: <laughs> Were you in the gym this morning, Diana?
0: I was absolutely not in the gym this morning. Uh, so well done, Frank.
1: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. Jess Ruderman's here, our senior reporter. Now, if you were in the gym, that would have been super impressive because uh, you were the last one to leave. Is it Ulysses or Uly- Ulysses Bar? Right?
6: Definitely Ulysses. Yeah, held down the editorial field.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's where we had our uh, after-after party.
6: Yeah, definitely a lot.
1: What'd you make of your first PR Week Awards, Jess?
6: It was good, very exciting, a lot more grand than I anticipated. Definitely. Not going to underestimate the PR industry going forward.
1: <laughs> Never underestimate the PR industry. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a great night. 700 people. It's really good stuff on display. and We'll chat about that, some of that. Ewan Larkins here, our reporter. How are you doing, Ewan? Your first awards too?
7: Yeah, yeah. I'm doing well, Steve. Thanks for having me back. You feeling full of energy today? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. I was I had an early start as well, but I was not in the gym, I have to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the most energetic of all was Brandon Dura, still uh the the fastest sprint to the stage we've ever seen as he uh where he was had realised he had to be on stage to present an award. How how you doing, Brandon?
4: I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I burned a lot of that energy last night, so uh not as high energy this morning. Uh definitely was not in the gym. My bed's unmade right now, so you know, that's that's where I'm at. Doing okay though. You did a good job there. You really made some great strides, and we got Bill
1: Fitzpatrick here as well. Our podcast producer, Bill. How are you, sir?
8: I'm good. And you know, it's funny because you really have a such a great young staff in Ewan and Brandon, who I think might have been the first to leave last oh. night. And, and I'm one of the older. No, guys? Of I'm that? one of the older guys. I was there till no. about two something in the morning. Yeah, it's a fair point, Bill. That is a fair <laughs> point. And I can
1: vouch for that because you were still there when I left. And uh, yeah, these young folks, they don't know how to party anymore, do they? What's going on? They're just more professional than us, Bill, I suppose. But uh, yeah, it was a fun night and um, real lots of great work to talk about. One of the highlights, I think, was our Communicator of the Year. All right,
9: Steve. The Communicator of the Year for 2023 is... Vice Prime Minister and Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine, Mihailo Fedorov.
1: Mihailo Fedorov, who's um, the Vice Prime Minister of Ukraine and just has done some fantastic work over the past 15 months building digital infrastructure for the country and really communicating with the rest of the world around the conflict and the uh, illegal invasion of Ukraine, and really looking after the country and and the infrastructure to make sure it survives the the bombings, etc., that his country has been under. And uh, it was really impressive to hear from him. We clearly couldn't be in the venue with us, but he did send us an acceptance speech and uh, was very moving and it was really a tribute to the work he'd done both during the war but also before it.
10: Over a year, Ukraine bravely fights for freedom in the biggest war since World War II. And while the cruel battles continue on the actual battlefield, we have to defend just as hard our informational front line, as it's one of the crucial components of hybrid war. It's a unique war in terms of publicity. The whole world is watching it in real time on social media—Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok—tons of unique and user-generated content from the front line, or right after cruise missile attacks, even during blackouts. 2022 year was the year of Ukraine. Frank, what did you
1: think? It was quite a quite a moving tribute and there were a couple of other campaigns, weren't there, that were relate- related to Ukraine that won uh, prizes?
3: Yeah, definitely one of the broad themes of, of this year's awards were uh, how many of the top campaigns were focused on Ukraine and the war there. Um, and one campaign was called the, the Ukrainian PR Army, talking about how PR pros in Europe Really publicized a lot of different angles in the initial weeks of the invasion uh, to get the word out about the things that were happening there. Uh, there was another one focused on publicizing how children who were being treated for cancer in Ukraine were were uh, moved into Poland in the early months of the year, and I you know I think with Fedorov's speech it. it one thing that was really underestimated about Ukraine in the months, um, the early months of the war was was just how uh, sophisticated their technology infrastructure was and how well it, it has held up despite, you know, attacks, bombings and all those different things. So very impressive guy, clearly, still in his early 30s. And um, he was a really good choice for the award this year. Yeah, you
1: heard from at the start of this podcast and we'll play the whole of his acceptance speech at the end there's a feature we did with him and we'll, it's on the website at prweek.com and yeah it's a frank's point he basically said well you can't destroy a cloud so it was really important that they got that infrastructure he talks about tweeting elon musk to get satellite systems to help them with uh, keeping everything up and running and uh, he really did a great job liaising, especially with businesses in Silicon Valley, like uh, Microsoft, SpaceX, and uh, Google and our Chair of Jury, Corey Dubrowa, was there as well to celebrate with us, gave us a great opening speech and was a terrific Chair of Jury this year. So it was good to see. And, and I think what Vederov is looking at, hopefully, is, you know, reconstructing his country when, God willing, this uh, horrible conflict comes to an end and uh, really positioning Ukraine for the future and, and rebuilding and we hope that happens as soon as possible. Yeah, great uh, great to celebrate um, what he's been doing for his people. And uh, well done to all the businesses that have been supporting him. And, and more support needed. That was his big message too. So
10: my message is simple. Let's communicate together and make the victory day closer. Slava Ukraina!
2: Standing Campaign of the Year goes to h Block and Carmichael Lynch Relates.
1: Diana, the Campaign of the Year was a really significant and interesting piece of work by h Block, supported by Carmichael Lynch Relates. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So, um, h and Block's Championing Equity for Collegiate Women Athletes uh, It also won Best in Financial Communications and Best in Integration, um, as well as Honorable Mention for Best in Product Brand Development. Um, But it championed equity for college women athletes, um, and it came after the NCAA's decision to change its name, image, and likeness rules in 2021, opening up new revenue streams for college athletes. And the the bulk of endorsement deals that followed went to male athletes. At a ratio of roughly two to one Um, so the company did its part to correct the current imbalance by providing a million dollars in scholarships to 19 female athletes and those athletes in turn were encouraged to use their voices to speak out about equity in college athletics Um, and the campaign also provided tax services and support to female athletes with their tax filings which in several cases had become more complicated because of name, image, and likeness deals. So, really impressive campaign with fantastic results.
1: Yeah, it was terrific. Really good piece of work. And uh, there were so many good campaigns this year. Diana, you look after the campaign section. I just felt the quality of the work all the way through in, in the short list, the honorable mentions – and the winners and even the ones that didn't make the shortlist, sure the quality just goes up and up, doesn't it? Which is a real tribute to the industry and it's, it's very promising to see.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's that PR people are just, you can really see the creativity going up every year and um, the important messaging going out. So yeah, very impressive slate of work this year. Yep.
1: You feel like the industry's changing as well. You think it's, it's, it's really, it feels like it's much more diverse now. It's much more representative of the country. The work is more creative. It's slight, you know, slightly younger. There's a changing of the guard. And now it's represented in the room, and it's good to see.
2: For our penultimate award the prestigious accolade of Agency of the Year.
1: Agency of the Year was Fleischman Hillard, and they also won the extra-large Agency of the Year, taking that those trophies for the second year running, so they were very pleased about that.
2: All right, Gideon, tell us, who's taking home the outstanding mid agency trophy of the year?
1: Jess, you were uh, keeping morning. a keen eye on the large agency and mid-sized agency categories. Talk us through those.
6: Yeah. So for large agency, Berlin Rosen, I believe this was their first year in the large agency category. They were previously always considered a midsize. So they had you know um, growth by 62% on their team alone last year, which is pretty great. Um, they had a couple different campaigns that were really interesting this past year. Um, notably for me was the books on bands that they worked together with the Brooklyn Public Library System or New York Public Library System and Brooklyn Public Library System. Um, in regards to, you know, the Unbanned Books initiative, you know, in response to their censorship um, going around around the country, and they were providing um, the library's entire catalog um, to teens nationwide. So that was something that I thought was really interesting. Also, their continued work with Sandy Hook families. Um, I know last year um, they won their lawsuit, and that was something that was um, really rewarding for those families that was ongoing for about six years. For midsize agency, day one was the winner this year. I know their biggest thing last year was day one studios on a platform they launched specific for content platform-based specific content looking at TikTok video creation and things like that which is obviously something that you know we're seeing the importance of going forward as far as influencer creation marketing and things like that so it was really great to be able to see those things and learn a little more about these agencies as I'm new to the scene and be able to see who's fitting into what category.
1: Yeah. Day one doing some great consumer work. They've got clients like Nike and Chipotle and uh, they've grown around 60% in the last two years. So very creative agency in Berlin Rose and doing some really meaningful work as well. That was a theme throughout the evening as as well, making a real difference. And you also checked out the winner of the in-house category, Jess.
6: Yeah. So in-house team this year was for Nestle, Um, most notably their Operation Fly Formula campaign um, that they were participating in. That was due to the national shortage of formula last year that was ongoing, which was a really big deal, especially for parents and caregivers nationwide. So the way in which they participated in that, I know specific activations included they established a 24-7 support center through their food brand Gerber for parents and developing fact sheets in English and Spanish for different journalists and things like that. Um, I think information and transparency was something that was really important with that shortage. I know there's been a shortage in a lot of areas, but this specifically was something of notable um, for parents and caregivers. and The transparency and being able to continue the fact that they're a trusted partner was something really
0: important for um, that in-house could.
6: Yeah,
1: well, it was really. That was a big story of last year, and they did some great work there, as did some other brands as well on that, on that and it needed to be done. So, so that was PR making a real difference um, to uh, crisis. Um here and tell us about this weed maps uh, campaign. Won a couple yeah. of uh, categories, didn't it?
7: Yeah, it was a double whammy actually for Mike Worldwide and weed and the weed maps teams. Uh they picked up best in social media um, as well as best in arts entertainment and sports and media for their save brock broccoli campaign. Uh this is a pretty fun one. brock Broccoli is essentially a walking uh, and talking head of broccoli who's always being misidentified by his co-workers as an allusion to cannabis. Uh, The campaign was kind of launched to highlight the restrictions on advertising for marijuana-related businesses. Um, And when Weed Maps was denied a Super Bowl spot for the ad, they decided to go heavy on social media and push to drive the message home. And, you know, I feel like we always talk about in the PR industry about being agile and being nimble and turning on a dime. You know, this is one of those, this encapsulates it perfectly, you know? When you're denied an opportunity at the Super Bowl, where do you go next? All right, you go to social media and make sure that the messaging rings true regardless. So... You know, there was a big roar from the Mike Worldwide team when they won, and you know, nice to see, nice to see their efforts highlighted last night.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a lot of celebrations in that part of the room for sure. Um, Diana, did we talk about campaign of the year? Am I losing my mind?
0: We certainly did, um, but uh, just speaking about okay. other creative campaigns. If you want me to go into a couple of other categories.
1: Yeah, go on. Um, talk, talk us through that. Um, um, the, uh, the hangover's kicking, is <laughs>
11: too.
0: I can relate. It's totally fine. Um, actually, one agency that really stood out last night was Current Global. So I'll talk about a couple of categories that they won in. Uh, one was best in product brand development. So they, they won with Hidden Valley Ranch uh, for their, their Hidden Valley Ranch Diamond campaign. Um, so, just giving you a little insight into that. So, um, apparently, ash from any source can, thanks to scientific advances, be turned into a diamond. Um, so, Hidden Valley approached a company called Life Gem, which, does, which basically does just that, to turn its ranch dressing into a diamond. Um, it was then set into a 14 carat white gold band with HVR LVR, as in uh, Hidden Valley Ranch. Uh, lover engraved on the inside and Hidden Valley put the ring up for auction on eBay and it sold for $12,550. All proceeds from the auction were donated to Feeding America and with no paid media, the story of the diamond delivered a result of 241 earned online placements um, and a bunch of really big name publications and websites. Uh, It had National broadcast placements like on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, The Late Late Show with James Corden, and NPR's Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. So that was a very cool campaign and very different. And then the other. Yeah, thing
1: who knew that you was, could make diamonds out of
0: uh, ashes? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and dressing.
1: Salad um- <laughs> <laughs> <Other, other> dressing. <laughs>
0: And um, the other campaign that they won for was um, in Best Community Relations. So that was with their work with Radio Flyer for their Hero Wagon campaign. Uh, Radio Flyer's iconic red wagon has been used as a replacement for wheelchairs in children's hospitals for years, helping to ease anxiety and fear in in young patients. Um, But the toy company recognized that hospital staff themselves often adapted the wagons to accommodate IV poles and other equipment. So Radio Flyer created um, what they called the Hero Wagon based on uh, patient and nurse needs. They also partnered with Starlight Foundation, which now facilitates Hero Wagon hospital donations. Um, So the Hero Wagons launched in January 2022. And the company also issued a call to action, encouraging people to to donate a wagon to to a hospital of their choice. Um, so at the time of the campaign's entry submission, um, hero wagons had been donated to hospitals in 82 cities across 33 states. And Radio Flyer was expected to donate 1,000 wagons uh, last year, with half going to medically underserved um, communities. So
1: yeah, another nice piece, nice piece of work, Brandon what did you notice uh, on the tech front particularly and any any other campaigns that stood out for you sir
4: yeah uh neon and boscar excuse me had a pretty cool activation uh where they created an nft vending machine that they, they set up in new york city uh that won them a few categories they got best consumer launch best promotional event and they also got an honorable mention for best in corporate branding um neon's this you know nft marketplace and gallery on the blockchain which you know, on its own, probably does not mean a lot of people, a lot to a lot of people, and that that that's kind of the point and the inspiration behind the the whole activation is that so few people understand what an NFT even is. There's one in five Americans say they understand what it is, and you know, we question how well that understanding actually is. But um yeah, this this activation was sort of meant as a as an entry point to people who are curious about crypto but really don't know anything about it. So. In order to give NFTs this this basis in reality, which is kind of the one thing that crypto often often lacks, is a neon refitted an old vending machine, basically to just sell NFTs to people in person. They they covered the whole thing in neon lights and, and built a bunch of walls around it to kind of make it look like this this art piece it looked pretty futuristic. It kind of looked like something out of Blade Runner uh, a little bit. It was a you know recognizable uh and that's kind of the point it was was to combine the old and new and make something that's you know easy to uh describe to consumers of course and uh also to to journalists right when they're when they're pitching this thing they need to be able to explain what the messaging behind the activation is so um yeah you can get one for
1: six bucks yeah so affordable yeah there
4: you go really help them
1: get share of voice as well didn't it um i think they Uh, almost 40 percent of share of voice in nft coverage so good piece of work that
4: anything else stand out for you brandon as far as the tech goes though that was the the big one that really stood out to me like you said it was almost 40 percent market share they had about 900 media placements uh they were they were all over the place big outlets ap bloomberg cnn so um yeah as far as as far as tech goes that was the one that that really stood out to me so brilliant work we can't mention everything
1: but uh do check out the winners on the website there's a book of the night digital book of the night you can download if you want to see them in that format or you can just read the (coughs) the case studies as individual articles but um (coughs) blimey (laughs) the voice is (coughs) going excuse me bill can edit that out afterwards or he can leave it in uh, if he wants
11: (laughs) all
2: right now, we're turning our attention to the best in creative excellence. Presenting this award, please welcome from PR Week, senior reporter Jess Ruderman.
6: What do we think
1: of the host, Jess? Brittany Johnson from Wicked. She was brilliant, wasn't she?
6: I was very happily surprised. I had heard about her announcement when she was taking over as Glinda on Broadway as the first African-American woman to do so. And so when they announced her, I was excited to be able to go up on stage and fangirl a little bit next to her. <laughs> Though Ewan didn't do the thing.
1: <laughs> Yeah. You Ewan, you were sort of stuck in the harsh lights there and you sort of missed your chance to t- tell her that you'd seen the show.
7: Yeah, you know, they, there's everybody always talks about the bright lights, but I don't think I've really understood the meaning of that as saying until I actually got up on stage to present my award. And, you know, they could, that makes, her, you know, her performance even even stronger because, you know, she was communicating with people in the crowd and they were playing along. But I, I, for one, could not see anything up there and I did not get to mention that I had seen her on Broadway before. But maybe, maybe our paths will cross again. Who knows? I'm not ruling it out.
1: Yeah. I think we we'll definitely have her back to present more events and she kept the energy going for all night and it's uh, it's not easy to do, it kept the uh, vibe going in the room. And then on Wednesday, of course, we were at the Nasdaq.
7: My name is Joe Brantuck and I'm Nasdaq's chief client officer and it is truly, truly my great pleasure to welcome PR Week along with Steve Barrett, editorial director.
1: Brandon, did you enjoy being... Seventy foot high on that big tower uh, in Times Square—is that something you can share with your loved
4: ones and uh, sort of a, a standout moment? I did actually, yeah. I sent that around, and a lot—I've gotten a lot of attention for that. It's, I can't say it's something I ever expected to, you know, be able to claim my, li- my life to be on a Times Square billboard. But uh, yeah, that was a really cool experience, and you know, I was I was chatting with a, with a couple of folks there. Again, the energy seemed really high. The day before the the award ceremony, so yeah, that was that was a really good time. Yep, yeah, we had about
1: the whole team there, and we had about fifty people from the industry. Really, uh, sh- and we got the market going. Frank, we uh, we sent the market uh, diving down six hundred points, but we ended the day up, so it all was well. that ended well, yeah.
3: Yes, it, uh, it it recovered from us, I guess, if you want to look at it so <laughs> A few
1: other things going on in the markets at the moment with all the banking stuff. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. Brandon, you spoke to a few people at the NASDAQ and got some reflections on the PR industry and PR week at 25. Talk us through it.
4: Yeah, I uh, spoke to a couple of folks out there who were able to reflect on you know the, the time that they've spent the past 25 years in the PR industry, how it's evolved the state of it now, uh, all the attention it's getting, right, with the the awards like we're we're putting on uh, last night. And uh, yeah, there there was a lot of excitement that day. I'm going to start by asking you your your name, your title, and the company you work for.
11: My name is Jesse Shinto. I am the Deputy Director of Columbia's Strategic Communication Program. I'm
12: Anna-Marie DeSalva. I'm the Global Chairman
11: of what do you make of you know the, the NASDAQ opening
4: bell ceremony so far?
11: Hey, this is fun. Yeah, I, I was glad to see uh, some people I know here.
12: It's very festive. It's great to see the industry come out to support PR week. It's amazing, I'm sure to all of us that it's been 25 years already but I'm just really delighted to be here.
4: Yeah and of course we have the, the PR weeks awards tomorrow night. It's a pretty big day from the industry. I know Steve likes to call out the Oscars of, of PR. Uh, how are you feeling basically a, a day out from that event?
12: it's just such a great celebration of our industry's role and our industry's creativity and um, a chance for us to come together and celebrate so i feel as- so this is always a special time of year, and everyone always looks forward
11: to it. Well, this is going to be my first time attending it, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
4: It kind of feels like uh, PR is getting a little more attention these days with events like the award ceremony tomorrow. you got events like the, the bell ringing this morning. What do these kinds of events basically signify to you about the, the state of the PR industry today?
12: Well, you know, the numbers tell us the industry is growing, and it's growing uh, at a significant uh, rate respects respects, uh, double digits for the last couple of years, and that's so exciting to see, and I think it really means that strategic communication and public relations really is so central to value creation for all of our clients, and it is being seen increasingly as a, a driver of value, so I think we can only expect that the discipline is going to continue to ascend in terms of its visibility. Yeah.
11: I think it's a hopeful state. You know, in our program at Columbia, uh, we have a lot of students who are going into all different types of communication. Uh, but A lot of them will go into public relations and, um, and I think that PR, uh, it's not just about selling things, it's also good for our society because it's about uh, being able to advocate for things that are important. What would you say is the,
4: maybe the single biggest lesson for some of those up and comers that, you, you know, that you're working with?
11: I think work on your public speaking and presentation skills. (laughs) Uh,
4: And just one more question for you, how far would you say the the PR industry has come over the past 25 years?
12: It's been extraordinary. I mean, it's just been an extraordinary, 25 years ago I was at Bristol-Myers Squibb in an international public affairs role, bringing together public relations and government relations and that was the beginning of like an interdisciplinary approach to creating new business outcomes. And we've only seen that now gain a lot of traction and impact uh, across industries and, and, and across uh, geographies. So it's it's been a journey, but it's been um, a very visibly uh, productive and important journey, and it's been a privilege to be a part of it.
11: Yeah, obviously, it's become much more digital. Um, when I first became involved with our program, 13 years ago, we didn't have any kind of required digital course. And now we have two required digital courses. So uh, I think that, along with the big data, that's a a huge change in the industry.
1: Let's go round the table. What was your highlight from the last couple of days? Just to finish off the podcast, uh, Ewan.
7: Yeah, I mean, aside from all the campaigns that we've mentioned and, you know, the NASDAQ, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool to see the University of Florida. They, they kind of cleaned up yesterday at the awards. It was nice to see them get the student of the year recognition. And then everybody came out doing the Gators. Uh, they were clapping their hands for the photo. And I thought that was a cool moment for the school. You know, as somebody who's, you know, recently graduated college. It's nice to see universities recognized for their work. And I thought that was just, you know, it's a pretty special moment. I'm sure, I'm sure it means a lot to them and all their alumni and all the other professors in different uh, discipline so to speak.
1: Yeah. It's very competitive, that category. I can tell you, I was getting tweets uh, from the once on the short list. And uh, yeah, the University of Florida won Student of the Year and the uh, Best Education Program, so well done to them. Diana, what was your highlight of the couple of days? You've done a few of these, haven't you? you an old hand.
0: I have, and it was kind of crazy. This was my first in-person PR award since 2019. So it's I don't know. I feel like I can't believe that many years have done by. Um, but yeah, it was so great to see everyone in person. Um, like Jess said, meeting Brittany Johnson was like amazing. Um, I love, I love Wicked. So that was very cool. Um, and yeah, just congratulations to all the winners. There's just so much important and creative work is showcased and the people behind it. So well done to everyone.
1: Yeah, it was a great night. Jess, how about you?
6: This was my first PR week, you know, big event in general. So I think that was really exciting. I mean, everyone's kind of touched on it, but, you know, being in person and being able, we write all these stories and we speak to people on the phone, but be able to see them in person and being, to speak with them and to learn more about the agencies and put a face to the agency, put a face to the name um, is really helpful. And I think that was really important and that you know, showed over the events of the entire week at NASDAQ and then being able to recognize people at the event. And it's nice I think people think of PR Week, but it's nice when they also get to meet us and know the people behind PR Week. And I think it's really beneficial on the whole thing. So I really appreciate that about the night and it was just fun. Late night, but fun.
4: <laughs> yeah was definitely how about you brandon highlight of the week for you yeah i'd say it was just the 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 energy and the excitement was was really really cool to see this is also like everyone like a lot of people here anyways uh my my first pr week rewards night and uh there was this one moment that sort of i think perfectly encapsulated just how high the energy and the excitement was i was kind of off to the side doing video interviews hence uh my my now infamous sprint across (laughs) across the room but um (laughs) As I was, you know, uh, as I was talking to some folks, uh, Fleshman Hillard, of course, had just won Outstanding Extra Large Agency, and they were still getting their photo taken as they were being announced for uh, Agency of the Year, so I was I was right yeah. next to them as they were posing for their photo, heard that announcement, half of them, like, started screaming and shouting, and then realized they had to, like, get back to the photo, and everyone was confused and super happy and excited, and I just, yeah, that... That to me was kind of the moment that sort of summed up the, the feelings surrounding uh, this, this past week. Yeah, they had to turn the train around to get straight back up on stage. So yeah,
1: it's a, it a good point. That was because uh, I presented that one. So they, yeah, they did. To, they did take a while to get back up there. Um, how about you, Frank?
3: I think it was just nice to. I know we're back in person for the second straight year, but um, after skipping a few years in person, it is. Uh, it's really just nice to get back and see everybody again uh and get a lot of people in the same room together. So, um, you know, hopefully no um pandemic hiccups in the future and uh it'll continue.
1: Yeah, definitely well said. Um it was it was great to be back again and yeah, even last year we were back in person, but I think we were still if you think of the Oscars on um you know the infamous Will Smith Oscars that was still very socially distanced wasn't it that was one of the reasons that uh, infamous incident happened but Sunday's Oscars were back into the full theater style and, and PR weeks we, we were back to the full uh, you know packed room and it was really good and finally Fitz what was uh what was your takeaway from the the night it was uh your first one too I
8: think no, you, you know what this it was kind of I this was, was my story, second wasn't wasn't it? one it yeah. was my second one, but last year I was still brand new to PR Week and it was my first experience with all of you folks. This year I had the chance to actually kind of put faces to names to people that we have been in email co- correspondence with. And so I met so many people and it's just, it's such a cool event for this industry. And also, I do want to piggyback on what Brandon said because I was standing right next to him. During the uh, announcement when they were taking their photos. And I'm pretty sure that we almost got knocked down because they kind of swarmed from that step and repeat up to the (laughs) stage. So that was a pretty cool moment that I will not uh, forget. Just an overall cool night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It really was. Yeah,
1: Brandon, you sprinted back from uh, your position where you were conducting interviews to get on stage and present your award.
4: Yeah, I, I was conducting a few video interviews with some of the winners, got to get a lot of raw emotion as far as what they were feeling after they had won, what they thought about the, the teams that they got to work with, and, and some of the campaigns that they had uh, won for.
13: Larry Williams, C++ and Anchor Group, category is... Best Public Sector. Eric Sutton, plus communications, and the award was uh, Best in Crisis. Hello there. My name is Tricia Kenny.
5: I'm the Chief Communications Officer for Truth Initiative, and I won in the category of Best In-House Professional. Kathy Blumgarden, CEO
9: of Ruder Finn, and the category is the Best Professional. Della Sweetman, Chief Business Development Officer and Head of Creative Strategy and Planning at Fleischmann Hillard. We've just won... Extra-Large Agency of the Year and Overall Agency of the Year for PR Week. Hello, I'm Julie Batliner, President at Carmichael Lynch and Carmichael Lynch Relate, and we won Best of Show and two other awards and an honorable mention. And how do you feel about winning? Man, I love it!
13: I love it! I mean, we're very humbled to, to win this award. Um, you know we realize that you know we played just one role in terms of uh, helping our friends in Ukraine we realize that you know a lot of people in this room have been involved in you know many uh, worthwhile efforts to help the people of Ukraine out and we work with um, a lot of great people over there who um, you know have been um, just tremendous and the stories have just been really impactful so we're very very humble to win
5: on behalf of my team and my organization truth initiative we feel so honored for this recognition we spend our days lifting up youth voices and for pr week to lift up our organization and get us greater recognition means so much and i'd also like to thank our pr partners ketchum for everything they do to help spread the truth about the harms of smoking vaping and nicotine thank you so much thank you so much for the um, great honor and being recognized
2: tonight um, it's a really important moment for um, the public relations industry. Um, you know, it's, we live in a society where there's so many polarized opinions and communication plays such an important role in bringing people together. So I'm very proud at this moment to be really contributing. Gosh,
9: we are completely psyched, stoked, excited. We won uh, Extra Large Agency of the Year last year and Agency of the Year last year. Didn't think that we were going to repeat that performance this year. Um, th- that's not a situation that we've seen happen at PR week, but we did it again, <laughs> two times, two categories. <laughs> we are extremely excited and proud to have taken home Best of Show, yes, um, especially since his campaign that really, did well by doing good, so doing well for business by doing good for people. What is it about your
13: team that stands out? To you? Just helping people get vaccinated. We're Washington State. We just love helping people do the right thing. I just love it. This is so awesome. I think it's just our, you know, this is a pro bono client for us, and I think it was just, um, you know, our dedication. You know, these, you know, we realize that the people of Ukraine are fighting for the same people, the same freedoms that we take for granted, and. Um, you know, we're just happy to to be able to uh, to support them. I may
5: be holding this award, but this award belongs to my outstanding team. They work tirelessly saving lives every day and making a big difference in this world. So this belongs to my wonderful team at Truth Initiative. Thank you guys, so proud. So I know my
2: team is really passionate about constantly innovating, um, using a new lens to problem solving, being creative on helping our clients and bringing real passion to the work that we do with our clients
9: as true partners. There's something very special about Fleischmann-Hillard that has to do with the culture of Fleischmann-Hillard, the people of Fleischmann-Hillard, the global network of Fleischmann-Hillard. It's a very, very special organization. We've been in this business for a very, very long time. We've won many awards at this agency, uh, at these awards, but you know, coming into post-pandemic, we've done so many things to prepare ourselves coming out of the pandemic, including introducing special experiences for our employees, special experiences for our clients, introducing some extraordinary um, capabilities and areas of expertise to come out of the pandemic. And it's just been an enormous and extraordinary um, time for us. And we're so grateful to be uh, recognized and acknowledged by PR Week. Thank you.
4: What does winning mean to you?
9: Winning a PR Week award to us means that our hard work as a team has paid off and that we get a chance to celebrate it. What does winning mean to me or what does winning mean to Fleischman Hillett? I like to say that Fleischman is the most winning agency in our industry when it comes to like business development and growth. And we've proven that when it comes to these awards that we are the most winning agencies when it comes to these awards. Winning means everything. It means that we're best in class, best in the world, best in our category, best among our peers. And again, uh, it's very humbling but also, very validating. Winning means that we have to continue to do better
2: every every moment and for and every day because you know what we do today with the, in the world we live in will constantly evolve and I think our team is really. I'm dedicated to um, new thinking and to
5: constantly uh, I- innovating uh, on an ongoing basis in an evolving world. We're in the business of saving lives. So this trophy and this award means that we're making a meaningful difference in the world. So as, as important as it is to win awards like this, what it really represents is all the lives that we help and save. So it, it means so much to us. So thank you again.
13: What does winning mean? And it means everything! That I means everything, a lifelong journey getting here. I love it. This is it. Ain't no Ain't stopping, no stopping us, now. us now.
1: Congratulations to all of you. You all did a great job. Everyone on the events team at Haymarket did a fantastic job. Congrats to all of the winners. Brilliant work and well worth checking out they're not called the oscars of the pr industry for nothing it really is the top of the tree and, and the work bears a lot of close analysis to uh, aspire to emulate it for next year we were obviously celebrating our 25th anniversary as well that was the nasdaq um, celebration and uh, it'll be our 25th awards next year next march there we're also celebrations for um, Zeno. xeno it's 25, the PR Council's 25, Le Grant Foundation was 25 and Ketchum is 100 years old this year so it's a big year of anniversaries and we'll be having a party in September more to come on that but I think it's only fitting that we end with uh, the speech from our communicator of the year Mikhaila Fedorov Fantastic um, achievements over the past 15 months, and uh, which were honoured. And uh, it was uh, great to hear from him, even if it was via video. And let's hope that that conflict will be over by the time we gather again. You know, we really, uh, we really want to see an end to that horrible situation and uh, what's going on in his country, and then he can get on with rebuilding. But that's uh, all we've got time for. We'll see you next time on the PR Week.
10: Greetings from the Capital of Freedom. First things first, thank you for recognizing me as a communicator of the year. This is a great honor and important achievement. Over a year Ukraine bravely fights for freedom in the biggest war since World War II. And while the cruel battles continue on the actual battlefield, we have to defend just as hard our informational front line, as is one of the crucial components of hybrid war. It's a unique war in terms of publicity. The whole world is watching it in real time on social media. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok – tons of unique and user-generated content from the front line, or right after cruise missile attacks, even during blackouts. 2022 year was the year of Ukraine. The world was watching Ukraine, worrying about Ukraine, supporting and talking about Ukraine. We managed to draw attention to the brutal war, spread the truth about Russian war crimes, and break the wall of Russian propaganda. A lot of communication cases. With the help of social media, we started the digital blockade campaign. 21st century is the time for new approaches and modern ways of communication. It's time when Twitter diplomacy can become a true game changer. With its help, we achieved incredible results. We con- contacted Elon Musk about supplying Starlinks for Ukraine. Also, we approached the biggest world tech companies to leave the Russian market. Both worked well. Now, we have more than 30,000 Sterlings in Ukraine, as well as hundreds of companies that left Russia. For example, Meta, Apple, Microsoft supported Ukraine and introduced their own sanctions for the aggressor. The top case is definitely suspended the operation of two world's payment services, Visa and Mastercard. In the long run, the digital blockade will have huge consequences for all Ru- Russian industries. The lack of access to technologies not only slows down the Russian economy, but also weakens the military potential of the aggressor. So basically, with the help of social media, we are destroying the digital economy of the Russian Federation. At the same time, we are building the new brand of Ukraine as the bravest, freest and technologically advanced country. Every message spoken out loud on behalf of Ukraine counts. It's a fundament for our future. Exactly at this particular moment we are not only fighting for it, we are shaping it with ideas we promote worldwide. Me and my team believe in Ukraine as the most free country in the world, with a great digital economy, low taxes and the most digital public services. Still this year Ukraine has to work even harder on the informational front line, to keep the media attention at the same level and continue the sanctions ongoing. I would like to end my speech by thanking all of you who support Ukrainian efforts in defeating the world's evil. You have chosen the light side. Every help matters, from spreading the truth online, launching special campaigns about Ukraine, to sending donations and hosting Ukrainians. I would like to make this opportunity and promote the fundraising platform United 24, launched by the President Zelensky. It's a single venue for donations, which works much more efficiently than the world international organization. United 24 supports various directions: defense, demining, uh, hospitals, and of course, rebuilding. Since May 2022. We've managed to fundraise almost 290 million dollars. Imagine Dragons, Balenciaga, Scott Kelly, Josh Schreiber, Barbara Streisand, Uber became our ambassadors of launched special campaigns for United24. Kind reminder, we are always open for cooperation, new projects, and joint communication campaigns. So my message is simple. Let's communicate together and make the victory they close it. Slava Ukraini.